of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and we have made it today to Psalm 15. Psalm 15, also a Psalm of David. The uh, uh, Psalm 15 and 16 are Psalms of David, and uh, so far we've had many Psalms of David. And as I keep mentioning that he did not write every Psalm, but we have had, I think everyone we've done so far has been a David Psalm. So, um, Psalm 15 is no different. And so um, 15 and 16, I have set in a major key, kind of a um, a stately tune. And so um, I think it fits these psalms very well. Uh, psalm 15 is really reminiscent of Psalm 1. And it focuses, if you remember Psalm 1, um, on the requirements for approaching, uh, approaching God's presence in the sanctuary. It's similar also to Psalm uh, 24, 3 through 6. Um, this, the two passages, uh, also Isaiah 33, 14 through 16, um, these three passages, so this Psalm, Psalm 24, 3 through 6, and Isaiah 33, 14 through 16, have been called the entrance liturgies since they answer the question, who can enter the holy place of God? So without any further ado, let me read Psalm 15. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right, and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest, and who does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. So this psalm poses a question at the beginning. Who can approach you on your holy hill, O God? And then the psalmist, David, continues and says, this is the type of person that can approach God. And he lists these characteristics. So the answer to his question is, no one. No one can approach the throne of God. So in verse 1, he asks, who may sojourn or who may travel into your tent? Before the temple was built, the symbol of God's dwelling with his people was a tent. The temple was after the tabernacle, and the tabernacle was largely made of a tent, and God's people worshipped in a tent. And then he references the holy hill, as we've seen in several other psalms. Who shall dwell on your holy hill? Mount Zion, where the temple was located. And then in verses 2-5, through five, He lists ten requirements for the entrance, and these are ethical requirements, not formal or liturgical requirements. In other words, God looks at the heart. He does not look at the outside, what someone is wearing, 
or how someone appears, but he looks at the heart, what is on the inside of a person. And he says in verse 4, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Alternatively, uh, you could say does not falter. Uh, the point is, it's the same. When he promises, when this person promises, the righteous person fulfills his word. In verse 5, he does not put out his money at interest. Let me read you Deuteronomy 23, 19-20. You shall not charge interest on loans to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything that is lent for interest. You may charge a foreigner interest, but you may, you may not charge your brother interest that the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you're entering to take possession of it. A foreigner could be charged interest, but not a fellow Israelite. Loans were intended to relieve extreme need, and such interest was a form of exploitation. This was God's design for his people. And I think we could take some lessons from that today, too. <laughs> You know, think of the society we live in where everything is built on interest and borrowing and money. I would dare say that probably most of us have borrowed some form of money at some point, either for a house or a car or something, at least, if not for smaller things. And society has been built on that. And God designed it to where his people were not to charge interest to Israelites. To the foreigners, yes. But the point was that this was for extreme needs. Load, loans were intended to be uh, to help people in extreme needs. But God made it clear that they should not charge interest to Israelites, but to foreigners. And so the point of this psalm is, when David asks the question, who may dwell on your holy hill, the point is no one. When he references and lists these ten characteristics, no one possesses these qualities. At least not in their own strength and ability and their own will. In other words, the only way to approach God in His holiness is through a mediator, through someone who is righteous, who does possess these characteristics, and that is Jesus Christ. And so we as God's people can read this psalm and answer the question, no, no one. And that's the point of the gospel. No one is worthy to approach God. But through Jesus Christ, we can, and we can approach him boldly because he sees the righteousness of his son when he looks upon us. And so Psalm 15 has been set to music in a very stately and um, a very prophetic way. Uh, it is declarative. It is declaring the message of God and the message of this psalm. And so uh, I hope that you worship through this. So without any further ado, here is Psalm 15. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
not seek to spread his neighbor's shame, but vile men he abhorred and rather would reward to those who fear the. Such things achieve.